How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hi, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hi Ron, thank you so much for joining me. Happy to be here, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I want to dive in a little bit and about your story. I think this is really interesting. By day, you help people manage their finances. And then you've taken Weekend Warrior to kind of a new level where you've <laughs> broken 24 Guinness Book World Records in push-up, pull-up. So tell me, how did you even get started in that? What made you decide that you wanted to go and break world records? <laughs> So good question. I mean, I've, I've been into fitness since, um, since a, as a kid, but really into kind of training and strength training and calisthenics since late high school. And then I just kind of stuck with it. And then it wasn't until like my, my mid thirties that, um, that I kind of stumbled upon where I might be at, at kind of a, a global level. I was watching uh, American Ninja Warrior, actually. It was when it was really small. It was on like some random station like, called G4. No one really knew about it. And I was like, that looks awesome. <laughs> and I was like, how do I get on the show? And I was like, hmm. And then, um, and then around that same time, I, en- I ended up watching something on TV where someone was going for a world record for most push-ups in a minute. It was on like the Today Show or I don't, I don't remember what it was on. It was on some, some uh, like, like uh, one of those shows. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I could beat that guy. And then I started to, to look into it. And I was like, maybe if I set a world record, I'll get a Ninja Warrior. And so that, that's how I started. So I did. I said, I originally, my first world record was most pull-ups in a minute. And that was my, my very first one. And that got me on the show. And I did terrible on the show. But I discovered I created it at, <laughs> at a world record thing. So I kind of stuck with that. So, okay, two questions. How many uh, pull-ups did you do in that first minute that you broke the record? So it was a new it was a new record category at that time. The minimum standard was just thirty, and so I did thirty six at that point. And then uh, then some people were going after it, and so I was like, I should probably step that up. And then I did forty one a few months later, um, and then from there it's 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 skyrocketed. But yeah, that, that was that was the start. <laughs> Amazing. So you didn't make you did make it on the show, but you said you didn't do very well. That's correct. I got on the show twice. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's how we actually first met. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We were talking Ninja Warrior back in the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly right. Yeah, good call. I, I did not make it on the show, but I was training for it. Yeah. So. Well, you should have made it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. You'll let the producers know next time. <laughs> exactly. Um. What? So why don't you think you did very well on the show? Like, if you, I mean... Most people think that pull-ups are the thing to train for the show. So clearly you had that in the bag. Question. When, when, when I was in the show originally, um, now you, there's ninja gyms all over the country and you could train full-time for this. But when I first went on, there was no ninja gym anywhere and no one had any idea how to do any of this stuff. And I just thought it looked fun. Um, so I had never practiced on any obstacle ever. I was like, right. I can do pull-ups, so I should be good. <laughs> but I... Um, I actually went down in the first obstacle. Um, it was at that time, there were the quad steps. You jumped from Yeah, the, people really uh, underestimate those. They're really hard. They're pretty tougher than they look. But um, my foot grazed the water on one of them. And if you ever touch the water, then you're out. And so I remember Holy. I was doing them. The, and then someone on the sidelines like, hey, you're out. You touched the water. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're out. And that, was, that was my experience. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Like, wow, all that for that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the, you did it, you were on twice, right? So what happened the second time? 
so second time, sadly, I, I went down on the, on the, the first obstacle as well. Um, oh. No, I know it was in St. Louis and, you know, no excuse. I mean, I was, I, it's funny because in practice, I never mess up those steps, but um, it was, I filmed overnight and uh, it was unseasonably cold and it, the, the course had frosted over. And um, anyway, the steps had frozen and they, they became like ice sheets and I just slipped. I, I just didn't have the right traction for it. And right. I slipped in the water and I was like, oh my gosh, again, I'm like maybe this is a sign. Like I'm gonna stick to breaking world records instead. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I remember first training uh, the steps and being so surprised by how difficult it is. Uh, not just how slippery, but I'm short and it's really far apart. So yeah, they're pretty far apart. They're they're very technical, and and once you learn the, the the technique of it, it's not as bad. But if you get slippery steps, then then it's tough. I yeah, just, you're done. Yeah, you have to have the right kind of shoes and 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 just be really good at it. And I didn't have the right shoes, and I guess I wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. These things happen. So you started with your first record was the pull-ups in a minute and then yep. you just got kind of hooked and where, where did you go from there what did i do from there oh after so i i, I broke most pull-ups in a minute then i broke that one again and then um and then guess what records reached out to me actually and they're like hey we're creating a category for most clap pull-ups in a minute do you want to try that and i'm like sure and so <laughs> i so i so i set the record for most yeah why not why for not pull-ups in a minute <laughs> And uh, so I did that one and I did 21 clapping pull-ups where you like go to the bar and you clap, Amazing. you go all the way down. And then, um, and then shortly after I broke that record, they reached out to me to see if I wanted to try and break that record again, which I had not been training for at all in, in like a week. And they said, and by the way, it'll be on uh, TV. And I was like, oh geez. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I usually like to train for these things. Like I haven't been training those at all. I literally haven't done like one since the last time I, I, I did that record attempt. I'm like, just out of curiosity, what TV show is it? And they're like, oh, it's Today Show. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, well, it's not like I get the Today Show calling me very often. I'm like, fine, and I'll do it. And so, cause they needed to know like right away. And anyway, I went on the Today Show. I did the record attempt there and, and I ended up breaking the record. And it was, it was a really good experience. It was a lot of fun. Amazing. So what is the training like for some of these things? Because you said you had you had fitness background most of your life, right? And it was mostly calisthenics type. So this type of training, what goes into, do you design your own program? Do you research other people's? Do you hire a coach? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of do my own thing. I, you know, it's weird. It kind of modified over the years. When I first started training back in high school, that was when you would do like, chest and, and triceps on one day and back and biceps on a day and legs on another day mm -hmm. and as I got kind of older I was like I was just getting kind of achy from from like heavy benching and stuff like that and I was like I'm gonna stick with this but I'm just gonna do push-ups and uh, for my like my pushing day and I'm just gonna do mm -hmm. pull-ups for my pull for my kind of back. a lot of the studies show there's a lot of transfer of push-ups to uh, bench press yeah absolutely good. yeah so I just kind of stuck with that routine and then um but I, I like to do a lot of reps quickly and just have fast workouts. I don't want to spend a ton of time doing it. Um, and so, yeah, I just, as I got older, I'm like, wow, I'm actually not bad at these. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of practice. So when yeah. you're, but to break a record though, it's very specific, right? So I would imagine there is some specificity that goes into how you program your training, right? How do Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and so the, the, the main categories I've broken records in are push-ups, uh, pull-ups, chin-ups, and step-ups, where you go up and down off a bench, you know, using oh. stepping up and down off the bench as quickly as possible. Oh, wow. All those. Yeah, I broke four records like that. <laughs> They're all uh, most, everything I broke is most in a minute. And those were all most in a minute with various weighted backpacks on. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, but when I train for those, they all get a little different, like, when I train step ups, my legs get heavy and they get bigger because I'm, yeah. I'm just training for that, which doesn't help pull up. So, you know, because <laughs> you weigh more. Yeah. So it's, it just is depending on what I'm training for, what kind of modify my, my training. And but, do uh, you just do like a trial by error just based on your previous experience or do you? Pretty much. 
Yeah. Okay. You don't like <laughs> do much dive research yeah. on, you just kind of figure out what's working for you and play around with it. Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so two things I, I, one is a lot of my workouts are modified from, I used to run like track uh, in high school and college and uh, I was a middle distance runner. And a lot of the, the workouts for those are you do, you do like a, uh, repeats or intervals where you'll run hard for maybe a quarter mile or a half mile, you rest a minute or two and you repeat. And it's not an all out effort, but it's a high effort. You do a bunch of those and they're, they're brutal. Um, and so I modified that for, for what I've been doing for, um, for pull-ups and push-ups and the like. And then, um, and then I kind of modified some, some CrossFit stuff where they do EMOMs every minute on the minute. Um, those are great. Just, yeah, those are great. Um, those have been good. So I've just been like, I like that. I'm going to try that out over here. Um, and then I also probably like, I don't know, five or six years ago, I started working out with, um, Adam Sandell, who's, um, who has broken, he's broken my record for most pull-ups in a minute. And he has a, a, a crazy high number at 68. Um, but, uh, and we train together, you know, virtually maybe, uh, two or three times uh, a month. And for the whole COVID thing, we were training together in person. He lives close by in Massachusetts where I am. So, um, and, and we've kind of bounced stuff off of each other to try and figure out like, what if we do this? Like, what if we change our grip like this or, you know, and, and so we've, we've been able to kind of collaborate a little bit. And how, how did you two meet? He cold he, called me. He what? He cold called me. Really? <laughs> he cold oh, called awesome. me. I was, uh, yeah, I was in, so shortly after I did the clap pull up thing, um, the Boston Globe uh, did an article on me and they came out and I, I did, I broke a couple records and they, they filmed it. And, and I was surprised. It was actually on the front page. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be in like the, you know, like the back section D or whatever. Right. That, like, people read. And, um, but it was right there. It was in the bottom half of the fold. And he saw that and he's like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? He was really into calisthenics. And, and so he just reached out to me and I was like, who is this guy reaching out to me? This was before I was really on social media much or anything. And, Anyway, he convinced me to, that we, we should try and do a workout together, and then we became buddies, and then we've been we've been working out um, since. So, oh, that's um, awesome! Very cool. So you kind of feed off of each other, and we do. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. cool. It's a friendly competition. We both um, we both just want to get better, and, and you know, n neither of us is trying to put the other person down. So it works. Right. Um, yeah. Sure. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. how much of obviously there's a certain amount of you know skill training genetics but how much would you say like what other factors come into play like in terms of like mindset lifestyle yeah yeah um it's a good question i think it's a it's a bunch of factors so um i think some genetics but but not as much as people might think i mean you have to you have to have there's, you know, you have to have the ability to, to, to do pretty well. It, it, you know, everyone's, I kind of feel like everyone has some natural ability, but they could definitely improve off of them. Sure. And you kind of have to be at the higher end of that spectrum, but you don't have to necessarily be, you know, the best just starting out. Um, but a lot of it's mindset too. It really is. Um, and, and I think a lot of it too, is just the, the willingness and the ability to just continue to, to, to work out over a long period of time. And, and mm -hmm. just the consistency of it and and you know the reality is if i would still be doing these kind of workouts if i wasn't trying to break records i just it's just what i like to do so like the breaking the records has just been a fun kind of side thing unexpected that has happened but i just i just like to do these workouts so that was actually going to be my next question you know most people or i don't know about most people but i think there's certainly some people would be like okay i broke a record like you know like onwards you know yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've broken 24. So you continue to keep challenging yourself and keep trying to break new records. What do you think uh, motivates you to do that? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I think that I just kind of, uh, at first, I, I when I broke a record, I was almost like, it sounds kind of weird. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I broke a record. Like, I feel weird saying that. Like, you know, it was just like, I almost like couldn't accept it. It was just like, it was like, I didn't see myself as that person. I was like, it almost felt like, like an imposter syndrome type thing. And then, um, and then as I broke a few more, I was like, I kind of like this record thing. And then, and then, um, so then I think I got really into it. And then as, as some people started to break my records, I was like, wait a minute, I, I like being the record guy. 
And so then I'll like a bunch if I can. And then, you know, then I'll feel, uh, you know, I'll feel good that I've, I've done that. Hopefully some of them will stick around for a while. So I, I kind of, I just got really into it for a while. And now, unfortunately, I think I'm at a place where like, um, maybe I'll break records in the future. Maybe I won't, but like, I'm good. I've, you know, I've, I've kind of like, I've gotten that out of the system. So to speak. And if there's more, great. And if not, I'm happy just to, to, to work out and have fun. So now you, you're, you don't have a specific like near goal that you're trying to break currently. Um, not with, not with any records. No. Um, if something pop up, pops up and it, and it seems like fun, cause a lot of the records that, that, that I've broken, they're just, um, a handful of them have been like on the today show, um, or they've been organized by Guinness world records and they've asked me to, to do something. But a lot of them are just at like my local gym with like a couple of uh, people who are witnesses and, you know, a couple of timekeepers and some film stuff. It's not like it's a big event. Sure. Um, and so I think I'm like, I think I'm pretty good with like that whole thing but if there's something like where i broke records at my kids schools i have two daughters right. and that was awesome that was so much fun and like their whole grades were there and everyone got excited so if there was something there that would like i could kind of like share it with other people and have it be yeah. an experience with them how old are your daughters now they're they're 12 and 10. okay how did they feel about it i mean they thought it was awesome they thought it was so cool they're like they were really proud it was really fun like Afterwards, kids were coming up and asking for me to like sign their sneakers and stuff. I was, like, I was like, I know your mom. I don't think she wants me to sign that. <laughs> That's so um, cute. No, it was it was really fun. Um, are they really are they athletic? They are athletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they uh, you know they've got some of that natural strength. They they both especially when I was when I was a few years ago, they were both doing it more and, and trying to kind of be like dad. But they, ever since then, they're like, yeah, I think that's dad's thing. <laughs> they're like, we're, we're good. We'll leave that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So now that you're not specifically going for, you know, a record, has your has your training changed? Or do you still do mostly the same thing? Not really, to be honest. It's kept it's kept pretty similar. Um, kind of echoing what I was mentioning earlier. I just like to train. I like to train hard, and sure. And so, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of like pretty in as good a shape as you know I've I've really been. So, um, if if something popped up and it and it seemed like fun and I wanted to do it, maybe I'd go for it. But I just like to stay in shape and and have fun with it. And I like to to, to kind of think of new workouts and. And um, get kind of creative with it, almost like an a, 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 like almost like an artist on a with a canvas. It's like you know, what if I did this? How would that affect that? So I kind of mess around with it a little bit. Um, yeah, I I, to I I totally see it as a creative outlet as well. I, I totally yeah, I can see that. Out. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a creative outlet. So you work in finance, which is people think of as kind of you know button up and structured. How do your coworkers and your colleagues feel about you? You know breaking records and push-ups and pull-ups and step-ups and yeah I mean I think they they I think they think it's great they love it um you know they think it's fun I remember a little over a year ago almost two years at this point um I was I had to give a a, a speech at a, at a conference it was, it was a pretty big speech it was in front of like I don't know seven or eight hundred people and um it was just talking about um uh failure and and um and how a lot of people don't do stuff because they're afraid to fail and they like they don't want to try but also success that a lot of people they don't want to try because they're afraid to succeed and like oh my gosh like what does that mean for me do i have to be at this new like level what if i'm comfortable down here and so i gave this speech on that and then and this was in front of a bunch of work colleagues um seven the, the seven or eight hundred people were work colleagues and and at the end of that speech i was like and just to show you guys I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to do a record attempt right here, right now on stage. And everyone was like, what is happening? Because I had a suit on, I had a tie and all this stuff. And, um, and so I did it. I did a push-up uh, record attempt right there. And everyone was like, is this happening? <laughs> but it was really cool because a lot of people even talk about it still today, almost two years later, and how that, you know, that helped them and inspired them. And, and uh, so it's, uh, yeah, so my, my long-winded answer is my colleagues think it's kind of fun and cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love that you did it in addressing fear of failure and fear of success. Um, yes. And, you know, one of the things I think that's so fascinating about fitness is that I, I personally think it teaches you so much about life and it teaches totally. you so much about how you handle situations in life. 
What For would sure. you say is one of the biggest things that you've learned from your training that is something you carry with you in work, in relationships, other areas of life? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much, you know, that's, uh, it's hard to narrow down, but even on a daily basis, it's just like, I think that one thing I learned is that we're, we're all capable of so much more than we think. And like, I'll be doing a workout and, um, I'm like, my gosh, this is hard. And like, I'm like, I just like, I don't really want to like, I just kind of want to quit because this is not, you know, it's not, it's not that easy. Um, but I know that if I fast forward, um, to when I finish the workout, I'll be so much happier if I just do it and I, if I don't just bag it. And so I just kind of think of my future self and then I, I stick with it. Um, but that's just such a reminder to me because it happens to me all the time. It happens weekly um, that I feel that way. And then when I kind of grind it out, I'm like, I'm really glad I did that. And uh, so I think it teaches some fortitude for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you had talked a little bit before you were saying uh, something about consistency. And I think that that, you know, and you brought it up again now, like you want to quit. And I think that that's something, you know, especially, I think it's just true for human beings, but especially in our current milieu, people want instant gratification for everything, you know, totally. it's such a fast paced world. And it, that's one thing you really learn with uh, fitness is that nothing comes, you know, quick and usually not easily either. So no, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, you said it, you said it best. I mean, I can't, I can't agree more, but even like my records, it took me, you know, it was 15 years of hard training before I even attempted something. And, and so just like, this stuff takes time. It's just, it's, uh, you know, there's a compounding effect though. Yeah. When, when you're consistent and you do it over time, it, it really does compound. And, and it's kind of a, a, a mind body thing. It's not just a body thing. Like you definitely, you definitely get a lot of, of, of uh, mental toughness and just understanding as well. Yeah. Uh, so I totally, totally agree. Um, so you, so most of the stuff that you've done has been like kind of body weight stuff. And you said that in high school you did track and all of your records have been in body weight stuff. Have you done other kinds of fitness? Like, are there other yeah, I mean, so calisthenics was something I, I, I kind of evolved into. Um, so I used to, I just liked to lift heavy back in the day and I would get competitive with my friends and we'd see how much we could bench and, right. um, and so up until like my mid twenties, I'm 42 now, but till I was like 26 or 27, I was really just pounding the weights and, um, and I was lifting really heavy and, um, my body eventually was like, dude, like, no. And, and, uh, just like my shoulder got fussy and just different parts of me were like, this is just a lot. Um, and so that's when I just like, well, I still want to like continue to work out, but maybe I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. That's when I just kind of naturally gravitated towards calisthenics. And then, and then shortly thereafter, I had kids and I just, life just got busy and calisthenics are great because you don't need a fancy gym or anything like that. You just need a, a pull-up bar and that's pretty much it because you can do push-ups and squats and all sorts of stuff with just your own body. So I just, I was just working out of the house for, for a while and I still kind of do. So, yeah, that's awesome. Do you feel like, do you see yourself like branching out at any point or do you think like this is kind of, you're going to stick with calisthenics from now? Like. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, I mean, one never knows what the future holds, right? right. I, I, I've gotten into to biking, um, which has been a lot of fun. So, um, and I, I used to really like, I still do like to run. I just can't do it that much. My body gets fussy. I, and I try yoga and stretching. I get massages and I do all this crazy stuff and foam roll. And, and um, but I just can't run that much. My legs are just like, mm. so, but I miss that. And, uh, and so I've gotten into biking lately. And, um, and that's been fun. So I'm just enjoying it. And calisthenics, I'm still doing, you know, just because I like it. But um, and I, I definitely am not going to be a world-class biker. Um, but I like it. And so who cares? So, you know, that's that's, that's how I'm kind of doing that's it right awesome. now. What would but, you um, give somebody uh, who's, like, just starting out? What would be, like, a piece of advice you would give them? Like, somebody with no fitness background, like, just... Like maybe somebody who sees you break a world record and is like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess there's two questions there, but certainly for someone who, who who sees me breaking a record and says, I want to do that. Like I know several people who've done that. They saw I me mean, and they're like, that looks pretty cool. How do you do? And like, you know, and then I've talked to them and gotten to know them and they've eventually broken records. And there's people I chat with now who, who are in the same, the same phase. I always say, you're, 
Um, you never view yourself as a record breaker until you break a record. And even then you're still like, I don't know if I did, did I do that? Um, so it's, uh, but it is one of those things that, um, and especially with, with world records, um, there's so many out there and, and for, for people who have unusual skills and, in very kind of specific areas, like they might stumble upon something and, and, uh, they might be able to get it. Um, but so, you know, I, I say, if, if you think you could do it and go for it. What's the worst that happens? You get in good shape, you know? Yeah, right. Worst worst things have happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, be smart with your training and 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 don't uh, don't don't overdo it. But but yeah, for people just getting started out, um, the consistency is the main thing, and and kind of what you were saying is patience. Um, just people want stuff so quickly, and then when they get there, they just like they just want it to be there. Like, oh, I've, I've gotten there. Like, I'm good. I don't need anything, right? And it's like, no. You need to keep doing it. So, um, yeah, I always say the best exercise is the one that that you like to do. So, whatever that is for people, just just find out what that is or, or, or do what you love and, and keep doing it. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's really interesting too because I I feel like people ask me all the time. They're like, what 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 exercise should I do for X Y and Z? And I'm like, the one you'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's the one you should do. I mean, you know, if you have very specific goals, obviously, if you want to set a record in push-ups, then maybe you should do some push-ups. But yep. you know, but other than that, I think people get very caught up in like what they're what they should do, as opposed right. to what it is they they will do. Um, yep. I find this with like nutrition too. People are like, what's the best diet? I'm like, the the one you can do. You know, yeah, like, yeah the one that you can stick to. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you hop around every week for, for a different one, it probably won't work. <laughs> like, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. there's a lot of truth in that with uh, fitness too. Like a lot of, we see, I think it's very trendy in the fitness world to have all these, uh, I, you know, I, I'm reticent to use this word because I actually do circus acrobatics. Um, but like, you know, the circus kind of like where they want variety, like they want so much, you know, just all these different types of things um yep. and it, what really proves to be beneficial is sticking with something and keep drilling the same basics you know and yeah. you're certainly testament to that i mean it's really three things it's the push-up pull-ups and step-ups right so yeah. you know you do accessory things to help those things but mostly you're focusing on those three very specific movements yeah. right do you ever get because it is mostly three specific movements, do you ever get bored with it? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think that one of, one of my unusual abilities is to maybe not get bored with stuff other people would get bored with. I'm serious. <laughs> that might be like one of the bigger distinguishing features that has allowed me to do really well with that stuff because some people just truthfully get bored of it. Um, but like when I was saying before, I feel like I'm sometimes like an artist with a canvas, like I'll make little modifications and, and for me, like, that's where I'm getting my, my variety. It's like, all right, if I, what if I change my grip like this, or what if I, um, you know, alter my, the sequence of, of pull-ups and chin-ups and I just, I'll find little variations that will be like, what kind of satisfy that. I wonder what would happen if, <laughs> pardon <Right>. me. Um, <laughs> so, but I do that all the time. I always, and, and so I, 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 for me, it, it still is creative and it's not boring at all, but for other people, I could see them being bored to tears because <laughs> want so much different stuff, you know? So maybe it's because you find little details that you can change and that keeps oh, yeah. exciting and interesting for you. It does. Yeah. And I, and I like to see like, like, all right, what was my previous best? And sometimes it's stuff like even biking. Like I, I have my own loops and I have my, my best time on it, you know? And like, I'm sure there's a million people who could ride faster than me in those loops, but like, I don't care. Like, I'm like, all right, this is the hardest I've ever done. Like, what if I could do a little better? And so like, even just like little gains incremental for me are like, they're, they're fun. It's like, wow, oh, I did better. That's pretty cool. How did I do that? Um, so I, I have fun with, with incremental gains. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I think people might expect like somebody who breaks world records to be a very competitive person. Would you say that you're very competitive in general? Is that um, yeah, I, I think I'd be lying if I said I wasn't, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it is, it is, as it's evolved and I've kind of gotten to know myself better perhaps, mm -hmm. that I'm happiest when I'm, when I'm most competitive just against myself. Um, so if I'm, if I'm even for, it sounds weird, but like 
even if I'm trying to compete for a world record, like if I'm just like, all right, my previous best is this, can I beat this? And like, oh my gosh, it happens to be a world record too. Like, that's really cool. But if I try and get too caught up in like what, what other people are doing or, or the whole comparison thing, then it's just no good. So um, at least for me. So I'm, I just, I try and stay competitive mostly with my, within my own kind of realm of myself. <laughs> and that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I would, that's what I would expect. That's probably why you're able to stay so self-motivated too. You yeah. Know, what you're doing, you're really trying to beat your own best. So yeah. 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 I think that that's awesome. So I didn't think what else I was going to ask you. Um, so do you, yeah, that's, so do you do most of your training alone then? You do some um, of it virtually, you were saying with Adam, but then do you ever jump into other like groups or is this mostly something you do on your own? You just play around or, yeah. I would say, especially during COVID, it's mostly on my own. <laughs> um, I've got a little setup in my house. Has COVID it? changed it much or? Has no. It, no. Um, I mean, because most of what I do is just, it's just stuff in my house. I've got a pull-up bar and um, I've got a couple exercise machines. I've got a, uh, you know, an indoor bike and a, an Airdyne, you know, those things, but they are, mm -hmm. those are tough. And then a, a treadmill and that's, and some light weights. And so I've got kind of what I need at the house. Um, so I just mostly train there. And so it really hasn't changed much. Um, but there's some stuff that I, I would, I was doing that was more um, just for fun. And like, uh, like I would do some indoor rock climbing. I got into that for a little bit and that's awesome. a little more social. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and I would do yoga sometimes. And uh, now I just do that virtually. I should be doing more of it because I always feel better after. But you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And um, but but those would all be classes. And and, I, and like yoga is something like I know I'll do my pull up workout or push up workout for the day. Mm -hmm. Like yoga is just not, that's not the case for me. So sometimes going to the class for me is like an accountability measure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, a lot I think accountability is huge. Uh, speaking of you're asking about things that are good for people. Yeah. Especially just getting started. I think accountability is huge. Even if it's a friend, someone who you, you're going to report to. Like I have buddies that like, maybe I'll like, I'll send like a little workout video, like me doing something for 30 seconds or something. And, and, you know, they'll be like, oh dude, nice work. Or dude, like your form, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just little accountability things though. And, and I think that's good for people, especially the people getting started. If they hire a personal trainer, I think that's great for people. Especially because, like, most people don't know what they're doing, and and even me, I'm just kind of making stuff up. As I hope I'm doing it right, but like, I'm not trained in this stuff. I'm just kind of, you know, messing around and and right. stuff I see people do and stuff I've I've asked some people about. So, um, anyway, I think accountability is a is a is a big thing. It's huge for sure. Yeah, yeah for most people. I remember my question. So one of the things I have people ask me all the time is they think pull ups are like this impossible feat. You know, somebody first starting out, it's yeah. really hard for them to get that first pull up. Um, can you remember way back when? So now you do like, you know, superhuman pull ups, but can you give some suggestions to people who are first trying to get their pull ups? What do you think? Yeah, um, for people who are, who, are, who are just getting started, um, I actually did a, a brief video for, for Guinness World Records on this. They asked me to do it right when COVID was just getting going. Um, just to encourage fitness and I did uh, pull-ups and push-ups and step-ups of like a five-minute video but for pull-ups uh, specifically I think one of the best things that people can do um, is to use bands and you could wrap them around a pull-up bar and you put like your knee or, or your feet in them and you could put more than one together and it basically is a way of, of making it not so hard um, and, and, and find um, a resistance level that you're able to do it and, and just like as time goes on, you use fewer bands or, or, or more difficult bands. And, and, and that's, that's a great way to do it. Um, and the flex arm hang, remember that from, from gym school back in the day, you had to yeah, you hold yourself up a bar for as long as you can, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that, where you, you kind of use a chair or something to step up and you hold yourself. Um, and negatives too, where-, where Negatives are great. Start Negatives are great. Yeah, you start with your chain above a pull bar and try and lower yourself as slowly as possible, um, and, and repeat things like that. So, so just kind of modifications, because um, very few people can do a pull up. They're, they're, you know, you're, when people say they're really hard, it's because they are. I, I, I don't know what the statistic is of the percentage of people that can do it, but I think it's very small. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And you're a pull-up junkie yourself. I mean, I know you put up a lot, you can do a lot of pull-ups. Yeah, pull-ups are definitely one of my favorite things for sure. And I think you say they're a small percentage of people, you know, you forget whatever world you're in, you're surrounded by, it seems like it's the norm. So totally you don't realize that when you step outside that, oh, actually that's not what everybody else can do or everybody else is familiar with even, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. 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 A little, a little bubble, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that's one of the things that's so great about you setting records is that you're showing people what is possible. Oh, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for somebody, I think, you know, you are absolutely an athlete, but the fact that like, that's not your primary thing, you know, that's your, that's your hobby essentially. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think that in some ways that that's a, you know, it shows even more what is possible. Cause I think a lot of people think that in order to excel in anything, it has to be their one thing. Yeah. And that's not true. It just, it needs to be, like you said, you need to be consistent. You need to put in the work. And I think I would argue one of the things I'm hearing from you is it helps if you have a passion for it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something that's just like a big force, then there's only so far you can get with, with doing something like that. But if it's something that you really enjoy, it makes you feel good about yourself for a variety of reasons right. and stuff you'd be doing anyway, then, you know, that's, that's, that's the best thing for sure. Totally. So you, uh, you, was it Super Mario Kart that you were? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about that. So you growing up, um, yeah, I played a lot. Of, I played every sport. I played basketball and, and track and baseball and soccer and, and football and pretty much everything else across. But um, I also played video games. And and this was back in the NES days, the Nintendo Entertainment System. We're talking old school. And uh, Super Mario Kart was a game on it. And I would play that with my friends. And, and um, they had a time. Anyway, to make a long story short, they had a time trial section of it where you would just try and do a course as fast as possible. And I was I would play that all the time. And I got my times really low. It was like me versus me, same type of thing as like I'm doing now. I would just try and get a little better, a little better, a little better. And then one day, this was when the internet was first starting to like come about. I was like, I wonder how good I am relative to like everyone else. I don't know. And so I found this website that was like the world rankings for Mario Kart. And I sent in all my times and it turned out I was fourth. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm fourth in the world. <laughs> And um, I can't remember how old I was at the time. I was a teenager. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then at one point I was like, you know what? This is like, this is really cool. But like, if I look back in my life, let's say I live to you know, an older age and I might look back and say, the thing I was best at in life was Mario Kart. I don't know how proud I am on that. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Do you feel like, do you still play video games now? No, yeah. occasionally with my kids, but like, like, and do they play video games? They do. They have like, you know, they're all in their apps. They have, they're playing, they're right, in the robot right, right now. Uh, and there's a bunch of spinoffs within that game, but sure. um, it evolves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like um, that uh, in any way kind of prepared you for anything in life or like taught you anything that's relevant today? For video games? Yeah. Um, I think video games are, are good for eye-hand coordination. I, I really do. Um, and, you know, I, I actually, it's funny. I don't know if I even recognized this until we were talking, but as we were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, I used to look for incremental gains yep. playing video games like me versus me. And I could see that like, wow, like I'm still like the same person. That was me, you know, 30 yeah. years ago or something. And, and it's still me now. So I guess I learned that like, you know, if you, if you stick with something and you're determined and you're willing to get incremental gains over time versus like, I need to make massive gains right away. Then like you could accomplish really good things. Yeah. So, I, th I think that's huge. I think that is such a valuable lesson for people. Yeah. Yeah. The, the small little wins lead to really big, big, big ones. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's the, what is the saying that uh, many strokes fell great oaks, you know, many, many strokes. Oaks. Many strokes fell great oaks. So think of an axe, many strokes on the oak tree. Okay. Eventually yeah. made it tumble down. So yeah, no, so true. That that's awesome. <laughs> so the thing you were best in in your life was a Super Mario Kart. I know. I was like kind of proud, but kind of embarrassed. So <laughs> I was I, I felt actually very 
happy and, and I don't know if vindicated is the right word, but definitely more proud that I that evolved into something <laughs> that I was uh, a little more proud about with the world records, but the Mario Kart was still cool. You know, it was, it was yeah. Well, I think, I, you know, video games are very disparaged. A lot of people frown upon video games and I actually think they're, you know, not to say that I'm advocating people hide out in their basement and spend their entire life on a video game, but I right. think yeah. that there's a balance somewhere, but I actually think there's a lot of uh, benefits and a lot of things that people do learn um, from video games. So yeah, yeah, you clearly learned quite a bit about yourself. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, finance. What made you choose finance? Um, you know, it's funny you ask. I, so I just graduated college and uh, like many people who graduated college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and at that, I was an English major and I had no, no background in finance. And, and, um, although, uh, my dad worked on wall street, but he was a journalist. And anyway, so I had some exposure to it, but, um, my brother read an article in the USA today, uh, this was back in 01, they said like the best career in America is to be a financial advisor in terms of lifestyle, you're helping people out, you, um, you have flexibility, you're, you know, you have high earning potential and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what a financial advisor is, but those things all sound really good. <laughs> and so then I just, I looked into the career and, and um, I ended up getting, getting into it and I had to ramp myself up really quick just because I didn't have a background in it, but, but I did as, as uh, I've discovered about myself that, that, um, you know, once I get into something, I can get very into it. And so um, I did, I got very into it and I've been a financial advisor since, you know, 2001. So almost 20 years and, uh, and I love it. It's great. Yeah. I, I, you know, I help people. It's very creative. I problem solve and, and um, I feel good about myself just because uh, a lot of these people, they, in their mind, they come in with an unsolvable puzzle and then I kind of help them put some pieces together and rearrange things and like oh my gosh I think I can do this and so it's 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 very rewarding in that way as well oh that's awesome yeah I, I don't think a lot of people associate that with uh with finance you know but it really is it's every aspect of someone's life so oh yeah yeah I mean a financial advisor is probably different than some people who maybe you're doing more accounting or kind of behind the the, the computer type stuff mine is is very much kind of a, a relationship type of situation where I'm, I'm meeting with people and they're sharing very personal stuff, sometimes stuff that they've never even processed themselves. So they've never kind of said it out loud or that they haven't talked with their partner about or So it's like, it's really cool. It's like, I almost, I, I joke, I'm in many ways, I'm like their financial therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's great. I love it. So I'm, I feel very satisfied and fortunate with my career. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Do you have anything else you want to add or? Yeah. Else um, I don't think so. Um, you know, but, uh, but you're definitely a, a, a trooper yourself out there and a, and a tough woman. So I want to give you props. Oh, um, thank you. I see, I see all your, your Instagram videos and you're doing stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she is strong. Thank you. I really yeah, So I want to give that. you some credit for, for all that. So I hope, I hope all your listeners know how how uh, strong and determined you are. So, bravo. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a passion for me. And for me, like, it's really about, uh, very much just like what you were talking about. It's about beating my own best. You know, yeah. like, I always want to be able to, you know, push myself, test myself, um, you know, just show myself that I'm capable of things that are really difficult and that things that seem hard are you know, with time and practice can get easier. Um, and for me, so much about like, you know, you know a little bit about my whole story. So it's yeah. just all the things that, you know, I was told I couldn't do. And yeah. I'm very much a realist, you know, I'm not one of these people who thinks that like, you know, you can just do anything you put your mind to. Like, I think there are limits, there are boundaries. But as you said earlier, you know, often we're capable of so much more than we think we are. And yeah. I think a lot of times people are just afraid to find out where that limit really is. And, oh yeah. You know, so for that that's what it's about for me. It's about finding yeah. that no, limit. No, it's, it's your, your story is very inspiring. What's that? It's about finding where that limit is and see if I can push it just a little further. <laughs> that's it, incremental, you know, incremental. But um, but no, your your story is very inspiring and and uh, and you're kind enough to share it publicly and. Whenever you, you post stuff, I, I read what you, you write too. I know I don't know if everyone reads what people write, <laughs> but um, but I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, she has overcome a lot. Good for this is a this is a tough woman. 
Um, so it's very inspiring, um, and, and uh, so I appreciate that. But um, yeah, speaking of that, something too that's an interesting thing, a, a, a final thing to maybe mention. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really like about calisthenics is that, and, and I don't know if you've discovered the same yourself, um, but people can really get better um, as they get older. And like, you know, in my late 30s and early 40s, that's when I've set all my world records. I know people in their 50s who are setting world records. And um, it's just amazing. I, I do think there's a compounding to it. But for some reason that the movements, you're able to, to do them at a high level. And I say you, I mean, people in general yeah. for a long time. Like I used to play basketball. Like I cannot jump the way I used to. I just can't. Um, I'm just not as explosive for, for that type of stuff. But I could pull up and push up as good as I ever have. Um, so I like that it's something where like, you don't peak at a certain, you know, like in your twenties or maybe early thirties. And then it's like, well, that was, that was my time. I don't have a time anymore. You know, now I'm just doing whatever. Like you really can do calisthenics at, at an elite level for, for a very long time. And I think that's a, a good thing for people to know and be aware of. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious actually, if you have any thoughts on why that is, I think I have a couple of theories, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have any thoughts on why calisthenics. Oh thank you. Um, I've definitely thought about it and I feel like I've been trying to, to, to even read about it in various books. I don't know if I've put my finger on why that exactly is. I, I think part of it, um, at some level, I don't, even as I'm saying it out loud, I don't know if this is the case. I was going to say, I think that, 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 um, the fast twitch fibers we have, the explosive ones that we have when we're younger. Um, as time goes on, they're just not able to do what they, they once did. Um, and we're more injury prone. We just get older. But as I'm saying that, like, I'm thinking of, uh, of Marcus, Marcus Bondi. I don't know if you know him. He's on Instagram. Yeah. He did the heaviest weighted chin up. It was 200 and some odd pound. I don't know how heavy it was, but I'm, he's like 54 or 55. I'm like, oh my God, that's an explosive movement. That's a one rep movement. That's, you know, yeah. but, um, what are your theories? Cause I don't know. How's that? <laughs> So I have a couple of theories. And one is that you're, you're really working with your own body. And I think as you get older, you, you learn more about yourself, physically, mentally, emotionally, you've just lived with yourself longer, and you have a better sense of who you are. Um, So you understand more of like, what will work in terms of your personality and how to train and prepare. But because it's body weight movement, you you, I think you become more in tune um, okay. because you've had more experience. Whereas when you're dealing with something that's external, whether it be you know a weight or a sport where you, you're playing with other people, there are less, there are more variables that are outside of your uh, control and also outside of your direct consciousness and awareness. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that plays a role. Um, you know, I like that. Pardon? I said I like that. That's interesting. And then I don't know if it's right, but that's just a theory of mine. Then I think there's also, uh, so tendons are, you know, as children who do sports are more likely to break bones um, because their muscles grow faster than the bones can catch up. And so the bones are weaker, more susceptible to injury. Uh, Adults who learn a new sport are more likely to injure tendons. And it's because the muscles do start to grow faster um, and the tendons are not uh, as strong and they take much longer to develop strength, which is one of the reasons I love negatives so much, especially for somebody learning a new movement because negatives tend to strengthen the tendon, not just okay. the eccentric movement. Uh, yeah. So I think that there is with calisthenics, it's less impact in a lot of the movements, um, but it's a lot of tendon strength, but tendon strength is something that as you get older and you build, uh, you built up the tolerance for, once that foundation is there, then it's really, you're working on developing the muscular uh, strength and tweaking. And I think, again, when you know yourself better, you can start to feel um, what needs, to, you know, what areas and what subtle tweaks you need to make to your training sure. and to your movement. Like you were, you were saying with pull-ups, like different types of grips, you yeah. know, all of our bodies are different. And I think all of our bodies are different in ways that people are, who aren't necessarily as in, you know, familiar don't realize, you know, like yeah. our, our tendon insertions are unique. And so that's gonna alter what's more comfortable for somebody. Somebody might be more comfortable in a pronated grip. Somebody else might be more comfortable, you know, doing the underhand, somebody likes neutral. Um, and that has a lot to do with your own uh, anthropometry and biomechanics 
And that's totally. something that I think as you have done more and you've lived with yourself more and you have more experience, you can start to figure out for yourself. Whereas when you're younger and you're just, you know, new, I think you, you don't have as much awareness of your own body. So yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Those, those are great theories. Thank you for sharing that. Those make a lot of sense. <laughs> I wonder if, what do you think on the idea too, that um, like with, with calisthenics or let's say you're doing pull-ups, like you get to a point where you just can't do any more pull-ups. You're done. Yes. You know what I mean? And so like your body, that's your body's way of saying like, all right, that's it. And you can maybe rest and do some more, but whatever the case is, you can't do anymore. And with other things, like you might be in a sport where you're like, you're pushing yourself and like you, you, you can still do more, but like it may be at a lesser level and you still might hurt yourself. But when you're done, you're done. <laughs> I, there's a lot of uh, validity to that, actually. Um, so one of my training partners and I always talk about like, you know, people who, this is more like the bodybuilding world where they do like the, we call it the cheat rep. Um, yep. which is, you know, like, I'm just going to use a simple example of maybe a bicep curl and yeah, do anymore. And then yep. we, we've all seen this, the, the guy at the gym, who's kind of like doing the big wave to yeah, yeah, the yeah. dumbbells up and you can really hurt yourself one and two, you're not really necessarily getting the maximum benefit of the movement because right. you've already really reached your failure. And now you're just trying to get you know, whether it's for ego or because you think you're supposed to do more or, you know, right. but it's not really necessarily beneficial to be cheating the movement and compromising your form just to get that next rep. Whereas with right. a pull-up, when it, you've reached that max, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, you're just done. You're done. So I, I do think so there might be more longevity in that sense. You're less likely to hurt yourself in that, yeah. you know, in that way anyway, not to say that you can't hurt yourself in calisthenics because you definitely can. Um, but I think you're less prone to it from a, you know, that, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, uh, roncooper23. So uh, I'm public, feel free to, to follow me, say hello. Um, I'm friendly, so. Yeah. <laughs> happy to share tips <laughs> awesome and watch him break records or just beat himself and do really superhuman things yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so that's where i am for uh for that stuff and then um yeah if you google me for for financial planning you'll find me there too i've got my own website that's too long to say so <laughs> um i and yeah. i if, with your permission i'll link them to that as well then sure. awesome yeah Great. cool well thank you This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.